Welcome to the Film 7 Podcast, the show that keeps you updated with the latest TV and movie news. How are you all doing out there? Hope you're all enjoying your summer break as much as I am. My name is Andy and I've got here with me Jake. Hello Andy, very glad to be here today. How are you doing? I'm doing very, very good. And you? Yeah, not too bad at all. What have you been watching this week? Anything cool? Yeah, so I still continued my, you know, for a while now, I've been doing, I've been going back and watching some films from the past. I started with the Shaolin movies. So this week I was seeing some old Vietnam movies and I started with Platoon. Did you ever see Platoon? I've never seen Platoon. But you know about it. Mm, no, I don't think I've heard that one. Oliver Stone's, um, this was the film that brought, you know, people like um, Johnny Depp, and um, William Dafoe, um, these are, this, is, this is the film that brought them out. It was sort of like, at the time when this film came out, Oliver Stone wrote the film. At the time it came out, these were all unknown people. When you, if you watch it now, you'll see all these people who we call A-listers. You see them really looking young, and they were in that, you, pre- you wouldn't even be able to, you wouldn't even recognize Johnny Depp on the show. He was that, yeah, yeah. he is that young. And um, Charlie Sheen as well. You know, they were all in that and they were really young, but it's a very good um, Vietnam story. It won an Oscar, won so many awards. Mm-hmm. The cinematography was really good and um, it was just a very good storytelling. So I watched it and um, yeah, I could see why it won. So even now in 2019, watching a film that came out over 20 years ago, it's still a work of art. So I saw that. And I was, you know, that's really cool. I'm still seeing a couple of these old films, still continuing my trend. But to bring it home to this to 2019, I saw The Boys. Nice, yes, uh, we I saw The Boys as well. That what a show that was! Great show. What a show that was! That was great. If you've not seen The Boys, you're just missing out. It's we, we're not going to review it today. No, but, no, we're going to do a separate review for that. Yeah, but all I can say is. If this is your kind of film, which I hope it is, there is nothing wrong with this show. There's literally nothing no, wrong with I it. No, I was thinking, trying to think about, think of things right. Well, what didn't quite work for me? But everything hit the, he- hit the nail on the head. Like, they just absolutely crushed it with this show. Yeah. Like, I was really looking forward to this show, as you know, because mm-hmm. I'm familiar with the source material. I was really surprised of how well they kept to the source material while trying new things. And it was better than I expected the show would be. So yeah, that's it's two thumbs up from me. And Carl Urban is is everything. Yeah, can't wait to do that review. But it's 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 a really good show. So I saw that this week, and that yeah. So guys, if if you haven't seen that show yet, get on it. It's on Amazon Prime. All eight episodes available to binge right now. So good, guys. It's so good. If that's your kind of stuff, if you it'll be good. You'll love it. It's funny. It's gritty. It's scary it's hard it's rated r so it's got a lot of adult stuff in it and um, definitely not for children this no one. not for children but the dialogue it was so you know this is one of those movies where it's about superheroes but i didn't want to see superhero stuff i just wanted to it see it was all the about character. the drama yeah the character development and that was really good yeah so i would that, say for fans of preacher this is definitely a show to check out okay because i haven't seen preacher i'm waiting for it to end so if that's the if th- this is a parallel to the preacher, I'm definitely checking Very it out. Very similar flavor. 
I'm definitely checking it because it has the same behind the scene. Yes, it has the same showrunners being Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, and the original comics of both of those were written by Garth Ennis. Awesome. So, so I've definitely checked Preacher out. It's in the final season, Preacher, isn't it? Yes, in the final season. I've watched the first two episodes, and they're so good. They are so, so good. Yeah, I'll just wait till the whole thing is over, and I'll just binge. I'll let you know when it's all over, and then you can go ahead and do it. I also watched the last episode ever of Swamp Thing. Yeah. 10 episodes and that's it. There's no season 2. How was it? So overall the show it's it's a good show. It has some really good moments. Some of the horror elements are really well done. You can tell it's got a bit of James Wan all over it him being one of the showrunners. Uh some of the dialogue is quite good. But the the show right now in its season 1 it doesn't know what it wants to be yet. Okay. I c- and and that's fine for a season one because sometimes it does take a couple of seasons to know what you really are as a show, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, and I could see they were laying the groundwork for that and it had great potential, but because there's no season two, it's a bit like... Mm. Left, so it's left with a cliffhanger? It is left with a cliffhanger. Oh, I hate cliffhangers. Like, um, from the previous rumors before the show was cancelled, they said that it was originally 13 episodes and they cut it down to 10. I could sort of see that within the last sort of two episodes that they really rushed things towards the end and left a lot of things open, like really open, like, well, what happened to that character? Mm. So, yeah, it, overall, it's a good show, has some really good moments in it. It has some some episodes in particular, like uh, the first two episodes and like episode nine, I believe, were really, really good, like high TV standard. So... If you're a fan of DC and Swamp Thing, give it a give it a check out. But it's a shame there's no season two. Yeah, such a shame, such a shame. Because I've heard stuff about it, and it's everyone says it's okay. Such a shame that an accountant ended this. That what would have been a good thing? All about money. Yeah, it's all about money. Right? Which is that's the reason this has ended. Which is a shame. But anyway, so let's kick into the main show now, Andy, and that is the movie and TV news. Well, gentlemen. You had my curiosity, but now you have my attention. So, ND, a yeah. little bit slower this week than it has been the last couple of weeks with news and trailers, but nevertheless, there is stuff to talk about. So, the first bit of news we have is Kevin Conroy to play Bruce Wayne on the CW's Crisis on Infinite Earths special crossover episodes. Now, for those of you who don't know, Kevin Conroy is, for many people, the definitive Batman. He voiced Batman in the original animated series from the 90s, as well as plenty of animated movies and the very popular uh, Batman Arkham games. So for a lot of people, he is Batman, uh, parallel to Mark Hamill being the Joker. Mm -hmm. This is really exciting for me and for anyone, I would say, in that generation growing up with this character to see him actually live action playing Bruce Wayne and older Bruce Wayne, this is really cool for me. I like that CW have gone to the lengths to say, hey, why don't you come on the show and appear as... That'd be, it's nice. It's like a really nod, nod to the fans. Yeah. yeah, I really like this news. It's amazing that CW, they, how they pull this off. CW is not known, you know, you know, I, CW is one of those things, you don't love them, but you don't hate them. They're just... And I'm just that's some cool backroom staff work there to bring this guy on the show because he deserves it. This guy Kevin Connery, he deserves screen screenplay. He deserves to be seen. 
he, like you said, he's the voice of Batman in all the games. Even if you didn't watch the animated series, you must have played the Batman games. They were hugely popular. Like, like they were, uh, they were in like the realms of of modern warfare and you know all those like high tier games. You know that came out. That was a, one of the huge games, Activision. It was one mm. of the huge games, and he he was the voice there. I hope that when he comes on, he's the character who he plays is the same character we see in the comics and that would be really cool mm -hmm. but no that was that's a good one I'm, kudos to the cw yeah stuff. what i want to see is that this is a really deep cut i believe well i'd like this to believe that this is laying the groundwork for a new show now if anyone remembers the animated show batman beyond do you remember that yes, one yes. so that's when bruce wayne is old and he's mentoring terry mcginnis and he is the future batman basically uh, Kevin Conroy voices Old Man Bruce in that series. This, I believe, could be like he comes in as Old Man Bruce and then it could spark a Batman Beyond live-action series on CW. That would be kind of cool. That I would watch. Yeah, that's very 90s. Do you know what I mean? That's our generation of those the animated shows. That would be awesome if, that could, if they could do that. Uh, and a crossover like Crisis on Infinite Earths. Why not? The, you know, the possibilities are endless when you bring the multiverse into this so this i don't know if cw has what it takes to do a batman it's it's it would need high budgets i think exactly and that's what they don't have you know that's why most of their stuff is cgi they don't have the budget or i don't know they do a decent job on the flash they do i mean maybe yeah. for, for the budget they have i think they do a pretty decent job yeah i don't know how that will transcend into batman beyond yeah of thing is, I picked the good one. Uh, luckily for me, I picked the good one of all the CW shows, which is the only one I watch is The Flash. I don't see The Arrow or Batgirl or Supergirl. I don't watch any of those. And it seems, from what I've heard, seems The Flash seems to be the best. It's the most consistent. Yeah, it's had some terrible seasons, but it, the first two seasons, especially, the they were really good. And maybe that's the... That goodwill has kept the show going. Even now, we're in like season five or something. We're going into season six, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of lost count, but the goodwill from the first two seasons is probably what the show is still riding. But um, CW, I don't know if they can pull off a Batman because Batman is a very practical hero. He's he doesn't have superpowers, so if he's taking down people. He's fighting them physically. Exactly, especially Batman Beyond, which takes place in the future. So it's a lot more futuristic technology and stuff. Like he's, he can actually fly. You know, he's got like little jets on his boots and stuff like that. And he's got a, instead of a Batmobile, he's got just a constant, uh, like a flying Batmobile basically. So it can be very high budget. I mean, I'm probably not going to watch the series itself, but I think I'm definitely going to tune into the crossover. Well, if you don't, if you haven't, the other thing, you have to watch the series to understand the crossover. No, I don't think you do because, yeah, what normally happens is you have the main story in each of their seasons mm -hmm. and then that main story takes a break while they do the crossover and then it just carries on again. Yeah. So that I noticed that for the last couple of seasons and I watched like some of the crossovers as standalones and they stand up as standalones. Okay. I mean, I've always, the way I've gone into the crossovers have been, f because what happens in The Flash, I'm not sure if it, the story f flows into the crossover. So if you're not watching any one of those stories, be it The Flash, The Arrow, or one of those, and you come into the crossover, it'll be a bit like, what's happening here? But at least just watch one of them, and let's see how Yeah, it goes. I think yeah. for the modern, 
like there's just the standard audience, it might be confusing. I think for me it helps just because I have a background knowledge of the characters and what to expect. So yeah. yeah. But it's good to see. I'm happy. I'm happy about this. Yeah. Okay, so the next bit of news comes from Netflix and the very weird but popular show, The OA, is cancelled after two seasons. Andy, have you watched The OA? I actually haven't because it's one of those shows you go on Netflix and you see it on your homepage. You know the big thing with the background and you're like, okay, I will watch it later. Add to list. Add to list. You know, you, then you scroll down and you watch something else. Then you come back, it's still there till one day you come back and it's not there anymore then you just don't watch it so that's my relationship with OA I've always said I will watch it but I never got to it so my question about this news so Netflix has cancelled it yes it looks like it's been cancelled so they cancelled it it didn't end it was cancelled yeah I haven't seen season 2 yet it only it came out recently this year uh, I've seen season 1 it's an awesome show It's. Re I think you'd like it okay it's a weird trippy show like it's definitely not for everyone. It has a bit of Legion type of vibes. Um, but in you can tell it's made by Netflix because it's done really intelligently as well. The showrunners and writers behind it know what they're doing. It's a very, very complex show, but the writing and dialogue is really, really good. The cinematography is outstanding as well. Like The cinematography tells the story as well as the writing and dialogue does. It's really, really good. Need to see season two. But from what I've seen online, it looks like they probably intended to do more seasons. Mm. Uh, and it's got cancelled. And this is plays a bigger part of Netflix at the minute seem to be cancelling a lot of shows. Yeah, nobody's safe in Netflix. Look, if you're not hitting the numbers, you're not safe. Because they have so much to offer. I mean, like... Every time I go on Netflix, it's it's I'm excited. Like while the app is loading, because you don't know what you're gonna see next, and they have to keep it fresh, because it's not easy to compete with um, Apple. In whatever industry you are in, once Apple comes into your industry, you have to sit up. And Disney Plus and, as well. And Disney, it's not these are not easy brands to compete with. So. Netflix, they really need to have their arsenal ready for the fights that is going to come in 2020. So any show that isn't doing it for them, they just cut it out, you know. And um, it takes a lot of courage because, I mean, this one wasn't Netflix call, but when they cancelled those um, superhero um, shows, the the the, the Marvel the ones. Marvel ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't Netflix decision, but when that was pulled from Netflix, I was like, now no show is safe. Like anything can be a pulled. show as popular as that. Yeah, exactly. Because Netflix could have paid hundreds of millions to keep it on the show, to keep it on their platform. They were like, no, take it. I'll do it. You know, so um, nothing is safe and they have to keep it fresh. So, and so far, I think they're doing a good job. I just hate it when, I, when shows are cancelled. I like shows ending. Not I like shows having a conclusion. Yeah. But to me, like we're saying off air, the lucky number is three. I just want three seasons on a TV three show. Three seasons seems like a good number. Yeah. I think to have more than three seasons, it really depends. I mean, Game of Thrones, obviously, is a story that needed multiple seasons because it's such a vast story. Lord of the Rings, I think, needs loads of seasons to really get into the whole story. But these are, those are books that were adapted for TV. So they're quite different. But like if you're writing for TV, three, introduction, first season, you introduce the characters and the plot. The second season is the actual 
story. Then the third one is just the conclusion. Three movies. Yeah, three movies. That's, That's a it. trilogy. Yeah. Anything beyond three is, I don't know, it's just riding on a wave that's soon going to collapse. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. more of like a Hollywood franchise thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we'll see what happens with the future of Netflix and the streaming wars. Oh, we will, we will cover it. Oh, yeah. We'll, it's we'll going to be like a boxing ring in there. Like, it's going to be crazy. Uh, a bit more news to talk about that in a bit. Uh, but the next bit of news is we've rumored about it. Some names were in the hat of who's going to do it, but it's finally confirmed. Andy Circus is to direct Venom 2. So that's officially confirmed. And also, this is a bit of news to me that I found a bit earlier. Tom Hardy is involved in the writing. So I had to have a look and see who wrote the original Venom mm-hmm. and who's coming back to or who's writing Venom 2. Uh, so three people were involved in the script for Venom, the first one. One of those people is coming back to do the second one, and Tom Hardy is going to be working with her. Okay. So it's difficult to say, oh, she's the reason the first one wasn't bad because there was three people involved. You know what it yeah. comes when it comes to script writing. There's sometimes three people are named, but it's actually loads of people have looked at the script and yes. pointers and stuff like that. So. Sometimes it can be tricky, but what are your thoughts on Andy Serkis officially being named the director and Tom Hardy working on the script? Yeah, I think I said it um, when we this story when we, this was still a rumor. Um, I'm not a 100% convinced that this is a movie for Andy Serkis's type of direction. Um, I, I just I think and you know I based on who venom is i would have wanted to see somebody who's a bit more who's a bit more grittier because that's who venom is you can't have a hopeful director somebody who does movies for disney mm-hmm. coming to do a venom movie it, it just he hasn't done a disney movie mogwai mowgli it's netflix and um, but it's um it's based off of a disney no it's based off the original book which was disney wasn't it the jungle book was so, this so, no the jungle book animated show is a Disney animated movie off the original book by Kipling. So, the Jungle is an Book... Old, the Jungle Book is an old book. It's an old book, but it's it's sort of like all the all the, all the Disney films, Cinderella and all Helen Selangre, all the Disney movies, they weren't written by Disney. They were written by poets and storytellers of the 18s, and Disney adapted it. So it's sort of the same thing. We, we yeah, but what I mean is that Andy Serkis had nothing to do with the Disney stuff. It was he just got the book and adapted the book. Oh, right. The same source material that Disney used for... Yeah, obviously no work. songs and things like that. You know, it's 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 a serious It just story. came from the same source material. That's what, oh, right. I see what you're saying. Okay, I didn't know that. I thought it was... Disney you learn every day. That's why we have this show. <laughs> That's that. So no, John Favreau did the Disney one. Okay. Andy then, Serkis yes. did the book one. Okay. And the film was called just Mowgli. Mowgli, yeah. Okay. That that leaves it all out. However, I still don't think as an actor, he's one of my favorite actors. He's a great actor. I think he's actually a very underrated actor. Extremely underrated. P- it, the problem is a lot of people don't know he's the one because of the kind of Mo- sh- mocap. Yeah. yeah, he called the stuff he does, but he was good in Avenger sorry, in Black Panther. He was one of the best parts of Black Bob Black Panther. I was sad when he died because he was so good. But I don't know how good he is going to be as a director if you've been doing stuff for kids. And That's the thing. I mean, he's only had one film. Mm. Uh, other than that, he was an assistant director on the Hobbit movies yeah. with Peter Jackson. 
So I think when it comes to the spectacle and the technology and visual effects behind this movie, I think Andy Serkis is a great person to have because he really understands the technology and for him it's a crucial part of telling the story. A lot of directors are like, just, you know, just finish that off in post. But, you know, he's in there, nitty gritty with the visual effects and stuff. Uh, I think he's going to get Tom Hardy in the mocap suit because Tom Hardy did not use the mocap suit for the first one. That was all completely CGI. Okay. But I think in this one, I think Andy Serkis is going to sit Tom Hardy down and be like, I think I, I want you to get in the suit and let's get more of a, a performance out of you. It's probably why they chose him because of that mocap experience because nobody does it in the industry better than, than him, Andy Serkis. Than yeah. him. So, okay. We'll keep an eye on this. Personally, um, because I love the guy, so I'm, it's not going to be rubbish, but I'm just a bit skeptical about it, but I hope I'm wrong. Do you, are you happy that Tom Hardy is getting involved with the writing? What has he written before? Yeah. I mean, he's, he produces a lot of stuff. Yeah, but, you know, producing is who you know, but writing is what you know. Like, what has he written before? You know, I That's don't know. the thing. And, and like we've always said, the main problem with the first Venom movie was the script. Yeah. That was the main problem. So we'll see what happens there. So we're going to stay on Marvel, but on the opposite side of things, and that is ABC are looking to bring a new female-led Marvel series to TV. This is obviously because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is finishing, mm. so they'll need to fill that space with a new Marvel show. Do you have any theories of what this could be? The Wasp. The Wasp. The Wasp? Yeah. No. No? No. Why? I'm... I don't know how connected this is going to be to the universe, because... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was connected, but how connected? It was loosely connected, Loosely wasn't it? connected, yeah. yeah. And I want to... Obviously, we've seen now with Disney+, Plus and all the shows are going to be... That is connected. That That is just as important as the movies. Yeah. So I don't know if this is going to... If people are going to bother watching this unless they know how integral it's part of the universe, but I don't think it's on, for example, Kevin Feige's mind. Yeah. That's... That's where I see this. So I don't think a character like the Wasp would go there. Mm, I mean, it's a thought. It's either her or I know you said oh, She-Hulk. You said She-Hulk. I'm like, nah. I, I don't want to see She-Hulk. Like, She-Hulk to me, I don't know. This is this is it's, it's wrong. <laughs> I just think it's wrong having her with all those muscles and green lady and the suit and the suit in court. Yeah, yeah. bring it on. I don't know, man. I don't know if I am convinced. I know I want to see a She-Hulk movie. The Wasp, I'd love to see. You know what? What would be really cool? Um, what's her name? Um, I, I've forgotten her name. You know um, T'Challa's Shuri. Shuri. Imagine it's show of Shuri. Nah. Again, it won't. I don't think they'll use anyone from the movies that we've seen already. Well, we have seen a lot, and I think we'll get a new character because I think what one of the showrunners said is like. This will be a new character that we haven't met before, or, or sort of. So this is why I think She-Hulk, because we've met the Hulk. Yeah. But but it's a new character. I pray it's not She-Hulk. I really don't want it to be She-Hulk, but we'll see. This we'll is see, yeah. coming in what, 2020? No idea. I, w I would imagine it probably is 2020, as uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. starts its last season in September. And what's the ABC? A obviously, ABC is... Disney. Disney. And... Um, so ABC, 
Right. It's That's like NBC, I know ABC as a company. I saw yeah. they did a lot of kids' shows growing up. So Yeah, they so I saw they, a lot they, of they, they do tend to cater towards a younger market, sort of like teen and down. Yeah, I saw a lot of that growing up. I, I just um never seen them recently. But I'm sure in America they're in America they are they quite popular. Huge, yeah. Yeah, 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 we don't see it. That's, That's why. Yeah. yeah. Uh so the next bit of news is Atlanta is getting renewed for not only a third season, but also a fourth season. And it's going to be shooting back-to-back in 2020. Andy, you haven't seen Atlanta, have you? I haven't. I haven't. It's such a shame because... It's um, up my street. It's very up your street. It's it's so good. It's emotional. It's funny. It's crazy at times. Uh, It can be also quite tense. You're input into scenarios. You're like, oh, dear. And Donald Glover is just everything. Uh, he, he's a genius. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, we know him from his music, Childish Gambino, but he he's in the, the series as the main character. He also is the, he's the executive producer of the series. He's the writer of the series. The guy can do no wrong. Everything he touches most of the time turns to gold. Turns to gold. I like people like this that are multi. They're writers. He's just an artist. Yeah, an artist. They write, they sing. People who don't want to limit themselves to just, okay, this is what I do and this is what... I like hearing stories like I, I personally think I'm one of those kind of people that want to be doing all kind everything, you know, because you've only got one life and it only lasts a couple. Try as many things as you can. So And, and think the good thing as well is that he's good at them all. Yeah. <laughs> do exactly. you know what I mean? Like, well, he's good at the ones we see. The things he's bad at, we won't hear about it. Well, yeah, that's that's very, very true. Um, no, but I'm up for this. I will certainly check Atlanta. And it's where is it? Where, should, where can I find it? Uh, I th- I believe it's on Now TV, okay. so Sky. So Sky or be on Channel Sky. 4. Yeah. And I think as well, it might be on BBC iPlayer. Okay. If, if it's on Now TV, it's, it's, it's there somewhere. I can yeah. find it. <laughs> I will check it out. Yeah, 100. I, it, you need to see the show because you definitely like it. And I'm just so excited that they're they're doing season three and four. They just shows confidence yeah, in I, the show. I'm never... Ha- well, you know, based on what we've said earlier, I'm never happy when I see season four. But if you said the show is only about each episode is about 20, 20 minutes, twenty two minutes, yeah, yeah, then that. it's probably the same. If it was Netflix, it would have been season two if they had put it all together. I think as well because it's more of a comedy comedy show, you you have more freedom to do just multiple seasons. Sure. You know, it's almost it's on that line of becoming a sitcom, but it's not a sitcom. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It has that sort of flavor about it in terms of the comedy. Mm. So yeah, very excited that they're doing that and that they're shooting it back to back. So we won't, I don't think we'll have to wait as long between seasons, which is cool. I think that I wish they did that more. Yeah, exactly. Shoot it back to back and we have to, why do we have to wait 12 months? Six months is good. I like how um, shows like um, The Walking Dead, each season is about 15 episodes long. They start in October. They do a couple of episodes. Then they go on a short break over the Christmas. Then they start again in February. Then it goes all the way. Finishes normally in like May. May, yeah. Then you just have about two, three months or so. Then it starts all over again. So you don't have to miss it because what happens, like the reason I haven't watched um, Dark, we spoke about it last week, is because to watch Dark season two, I need to watch every episode of season one again to catch up because it's been a whole year and there is so much content so it's very easy for your brain to just push them aside but if the cycle was like six months or four months 
we wouldn't need to it's do more that. more fresh in your brain. Yeah, exactly. It's fresher. Like, even though, like, um, you know, we're talking about the boys. Um, the, the, we're talking about the boys. Um, and we loved it so much and all that. I guarantee you, next year when it comes out, we would have forgotten everything. I will need to watch it again. We need to rewatch it. Yeah, yeah. So I think the cycle needs to come a bit yeah, closer. Yeah, I think it. The thing is, it's difficult because again, it's all about money. Like a lot of studios or networks don't want to announce something like a second one until the first one's released to see what the reception's like. Mm. You know, there is that element of. Uh, when you know there's been plenty of times where we've seen it studios committing we're going to do all these movies you know this is the slate for the next 10 years and then the first movie comes out is terrible Trevor, just never that pull never the plug. happened yeah pull the plug they did that with the power rangers they said they were going to do like seven of those nothing happened uh, the most famous one the universal monsters universe <laughs> where they announced the whole cast and they had the picture of johnny depp and it and then that tom cruise mummy came out that, that was it. Gone. So I get it, but I think in this case, because it's announced that they're doing three and four, that's why they can. That just shows confidence mm. in the series. I think because it's already proven itself with two seasons. Yeah. And plus, it's the timing as well. The 20 run time is very short, so it's a bit easy. And I'm sure, like, they would shoot an hour in one location and probably break it down into two episodes. So... They, you know, it's a lot easier when you're not under this amount of pressure. But I think what would be really helpful is if Netflix came out or one of these streaming services, they came out with sort of a chart or a way to classify what to expect. So we'll, from the beginning, so we'll look at the show and we'll know this will be a three seasons, 10 episodes. This will be a four seasons, you know, just what to expect. Because something, I think, something needs to change, this yearly thing, it's not working or this on you don't know how many seasons are so you don't want to get i don't know if this happens to you sometimes you're watching something and you don't want to get too emotionally attached because you know at the end of this series you're going to be wanting more and you have to wait an entire year for it i don't know if it happens to oh yeah there's there's plenty of shows where they might end on a cliffhanger or something i'm like ah, i just want to see what happens next you know plenty of shows have done that like um you know game of thrones is very good at doing that uh, the boys most recently shows like Legion as well had to wait a whole year for Legion yeah, as like it's not fair to us is but it? at the same time I think it's almost because we're so spoilt now with the amount of content that we want gimme 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 like you have to remember when with superhero movies and Star Wars movies we had to wait like every three four years before we got one true it was that it wasn't the those were the dark times where you didn't get one every six months, like or every three months now. Like, it's, like, it's amazing, dude. Like five years ago. Do you remember, like when the prequels came out, we had to wait three years yeah. between each film. That was torture. That, I mean, it's true. Then there was. And a now lot there's more. one every year. Yeah, and I mean, and you think oh, I've got to wait a whole year? You're like, yes, it's <laughs> true. I mean, we've come a long way. I mean, TV has come a long way, hasn't it? Yeah, it's very different. So much choice now so much choice you you literally if you have these streaming services amazon netflix and apple and disney plus you, you can't be bored you, i no. mean you can't, yeah, you can't you can't say there's nothing to watch exactly you can't say there's nothing to watch and that's amazing like amazing and a lot what i was going to say was that a lot of things have come together to give us this golden age of tv 
from technology to the economy to the way people spend money to the internet so all these things have come together at the right time to give rise to this had netflix come out before the inter before the internet was what the internet was and how the technology has improved and you can stream i was checking my speed yesterday i was like getting like 70 megabytes per second you know and it's not even average speeds if technology hadn't gotten there streaming wouldn't have been there and if these guys hadn't made money from something else then you know so a lot of things have come together to get us to where we are and it's really really cool I don't know if there's a downside yet that's yet to be seen, but it's really nice where we are. There is a downside to it, mm. which leads on to our next topic, yeah. and that is pricing. So Disney has announced that along with Disney+, Plus, you can get a full bundle package that includes Hulu and ESPN for $12.99. This is dollars we're talking about. Now, this is crazy, Andy. That is ridiculously cheap. Yeah, ESPN itself is expensive. I believe that's like over ten dollars a month to to rent in the states. Hulu as well. That must be close to you know just under ten dollars. So to have all three, Disney Plus as well. They say that's going to be six ninety nine, which I think is also a steal. To have all three for twelve ninety nine, that's crazy. I think that's a really really good deal. Uh, which leads into what we were saying when it comes to pricing. Yeah, that's a really good deal. Twelve ninety nine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's no, it's a lovely deal. But then you go nine ninety nine for Apple, seventeen ninety nine for HBO Max. Mm -hmm. I think it's, you know ten dollars for Amazon. It's ten dollars for Netflix, and you're like, oh, this is like taking a big chunk of my money now. All this. Stuff. Yeah, people should start. People will start sharing their sharing profiles. Yes, profiles because you can't. You one person. I mean, you're almost paying as much as what you would pay for Sky. And all the Sky stations. I, sorry, guys, if you're watching outside the UK, Sky is the cable company in the UK. You know, so basically like HBO. Exactly, in the US. it's just what we watch. If you're not watching Sky, then you're watching free, free yeah, stuff like BBC. Yeah. So, like, um, that's the amount of money you pay to get the Sky package for all their channels, all the sports stations. You pay about hundred pounds per month to get out of that. And if you combine all the streaming services together. That's not the same amount you're paying. So I think people will start sharing. And I actually think the streaming services, because they know this, they will make up something, they will make your profile shareable in such a way that it's a thing. You know how you have on Netflix, you can have different, different profiles. profiles yeah. yeah, they'll have something that makes that shareable because it's too much. Oh yeah, without a doubt, they'll do that. I mean, in my case, from experience, me and my girlfriend, we share... So, like, I pay for Amazon, she pays for Netflix, mm. and then through, like, a subscription we have, we have now TV for free. Mm -hmm. So, okay. that works out evenly. Um, so, yeah, I can imagine when all these roll out, there will be a lot of, well, you pay for this, and I'll pay for that. Yeah. So, well, for still on Sky, I feel a lot of, I mean, ESPN is already on Sky, you know, maybe, and Sky has the app thing, you can have an app on the stuff, so... Maybe there'll be a Sky package that just does everything for you all together, and that's how you're going to get it. Mm -hmm. But it's yet to be seen. I want to see what it's going to be in the U.S. Because twelve ninety nine in pounds is about, about 10, 10 pounds. pounds. It's, Eleven. Uh, it's about 12 pounds. About 12 pounds? Well, with the exchange right now, yeah. Currently, yeah, the pound is do not doing very good with the whole Brexit nonsense. But yeah. yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, it will be interesting to see how much it costs here. Still, it is very cheap. So, getting on to the next bit of news, and that is the Emmys will not have a host this year. So it looks like they're taking a page out of the Oscars book yep. and deciding to not go for a host. Now, I don't know about UND, but I'm happy that they're... Well, it's not that I'm happy, but I'm okay with them not having a host. It's I can see that it does take up time, spend more time on the awards, on the people who've earned them. I'm all for that. What do you think? I used to like the host, to be honest. I used to like it. They made the show interesting. There were the jokes and all of that. They were get the party alive. Yeah, you know. So I don't know why they've they've seen the need to cancel it. It was money was too expensive to book book the artists. But this is the Academy we're talking about. Like, I mean, this is not the this is the Emmys. But like, um, I personally I loved hosts. I don't know why, but things gotta change you know like i was saying to you offline there was a time where in trailers there'd be a voiceover in a world yes where things are not going that doesn't right. happen anymore it doesn't happen anymore so star wars exactly yeah, you know, star wars I remember those. starring richard Gere as you know <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah it doesn't happen anymore <laughs> and now you're watching it like cringing like oh my god love I those trailers they're funny yeah. they're great but maybe that's how we'll look at um awards in 10 years time we we'll look at the oscars that had um hosts and we're like what was that guy saying why do we have why did they have hosts mm-hmm. so maybe it's the next evolution it just I- seems to be the next thing that they're going for yeah we'll see how it pans out i reckon if the if the emmys because they actually got quite positive feedback without having a host from the oscars mm. like they and they said that it went quite smoothly if the emmys is the same i, I reckon that's probably it yeah. I reckon they'll probably be like, yeah, let's just carry on like this. I'll be sad, but hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. So the next bit of news comes from da- David Benioff and D.B. Weiss. So the creators of Game of Thrones TV series have signed a overall deal with Netflix. Big deal. We don't know the exact figure, but apparently we've heard it's in the nine figures. So that is a huge number. Hundreds of millions. That is a lot of money. Um, the funny thing is is that it, you also had Disney and Amazon in contention to get these guys, but they've decided to go ahead with Netflix. So, ND, what are your thoughts on D.B. Weiss and Benioff joining Netflix? Well, so here's the thing, right? I'm still... and I'm sure it's not just me. I'm still, still angry about Game of Thrones, the way it ended. So a lot of people haven't forgiven them yet. Maybe they will after they see the Star Wars show. Maybe they will just be like, okay, these guys were all right. But for now, I'm happy because I hope what they brought them in for is what they are known for. So if they, I hope they can bring them in for something epic, you know, historical, this fantasy and all of that because I really love those kind of shows. So I hope that's why they've brought them in. And if it is for that, then I'm happy. I'm still a bit hurt with Game of Thrones, so I can't be excited. But if they are bringing them to give us something on par or something, anything close to what they did with Game of Thrones, then I'm up, I'm very happy about this. Very happy. Because no details released yet, yeah? No, nothing yet. Yeah. I think it's obviously just been signed. They've probably got ideas of what they want to do, whether that be TV shows or films. Yeah. They've not even said what they're doing for Star Wars. No, that's still very under wraps. Yeah. We have no... I don't think we'll find that out for a while. 
but in regards to this, I mean, yeah, um, looking back, I am still a little bit, even though we gave it, we were quite kind to you see, went. we were quite kind. Looking back at it, I think, nah, actually, could have done better. But that is not denying that they did give us, uh, you know, the last two seasons maybe weren't as great, but they did give us six seasons of outstanding television. You ca You cannot deny that, whether you like the last two seasons or not. True. They know how to tell a story. True. They may not know how to end it, but they know how to tell one. True. High production value. You know, they got the best people on board working on on this show. So we've seen what Netflix can do and the freedom that they've given them. They're the people on board. So, yeah, this looks promising, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see because... Yeah. You know, you're right. You're absolutely correct. These guys did give us the best six years of TV ever. Exactly. Yeah, you know, like ever. And um, even the people who are going to watch it afterwards, they're not going to get the same experience as those of us that watched it originally did. Mm -hmm. So, and it's all to them. It's to their credit. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, not everybody can knock it out of the park every time. It's very difficult True. to have, a, like, every season of your show to be amazing. True, it, true. You know how difficult that is. Like, and they had to move on, I guess. I know. Yeah, yeah they, they probably okay. had their eyes set on other things as well by that point. So, I mean, you can't blame them. Ten years, what, what can you do? So, speaking of Netflix, we go to their competitor, and that is Amazon. Now, ND, you don't know much about this news. Uh, I have actually found all the article here, which I can quote from and stuff like that. So, the news headline is. Basically, all this information came out about what Amazon can and cannot do with the Lord of the Rings series. Okay. Okay. Good. So, uh, the Tolkien scholar that's involved in the series mm -hmm. was doing an interview, uh, and he was basically saying things that the things that they can't touch are the things that are set in stone in the Tolkien world. Okay. That's the canon. So that, that's exactly. So, they can't mess with canon whatsoever. Uh, what some of the things he said. So, yeah, he says, Amazon has a relatively free hand when it comes to adding something, since, as I said, very few details are known about this time span because Tolkien didn't never really finished his whole work. There's a lot of details, but nothing's complete, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, but he said, the Tolkien estate will insist that the main shape of the Second Age is not altered. So Sauron invades Eriador, and is forced back by the Numenorians and then returns to Numenor. Then he corrupts Numenorians and sedu seduces them, and they become uh, the Ringwraiths. Okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they can't mess with that. Okay. What they can do is that in between those moments, they can put stuff in. How did he get there? What happened after Morgoth was defeated? What does Sauron do? So okay. they, that's what they can do. But when it actually comes to canon and what Tolkien wrote, they can't change. They can't that, change. Which is great. I love that. Which news. is great. That's how it should be done. Set canon should not be changed. That's the law. You stick with it. No matter how cool your idea is, it has to stay consistent with the law. You know, and yeah, that's how it should be done. I'm happy. So this is the Tolkien estate that said these are the things that can change. Because because remember the show came out and there was a lot of there was a heated exchange between this the film and the estate. That was the Tolkien film. The, so it wasn't this series. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I was saying. The film. Remember when the film came out and there was that between them. So it looks like we're not going to have that with this series. I'm really hope. I was thinking about this last night. 
a lot a lot is riding on this show like it is I, I, yeah i was thinking about it as well especially because there was a bit of news uh, earlier that the first season reportedly is going to have 20 episodes 20 20 episodes and if each episode is let's say like 45 minutes to an hour wow it's crazy that's like and wow. that, in a way it makes sense because the films were <laughs> really really long so wow. yeah you get a long but they have how much did you say each episode costs again uh, we don't know the full figures. All we know is that they've invested $1 billion into this. $1 billion. A lot is riding on this show. If it doesn't work out, oh my God, it's going to hit the industry. This has to be on Amazon's top priority. Did you say it has to be? Yeah. It is. What else, what, what, what else is their priority? What, what I suppose, else? yeah. But yeah, this it has, to, it has to knock it out of the park. It has to be good. This is their Game of Thrones. This is their house of cards. It's their, I don't know about Apple, but it's their signature show. Every streaming platform. And for Hulu, this is their hand, Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's right, Tale. That's, this that's is their, their room. Exactly. So Disney Plus has got The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, exactly. Yeah. You know, this is their signature show. If this messes up, Apple then comes in and does one thing. Apple t- just takes yeah, we'll two. just come over. Yeah, yeah. Amazon sure. need to pick up. Like they've got some good shows. Yeah, but they just need this one needs to be like, it can't be bad yeah. at all. Yeah, and they just need to fix their app. But w- yes, I you know I was actually really thinking that this week because when I was watching um, some shows on Amazon, uh, boys and stuff like that, I was like, man, this is slow. Is clunky and like the, you need to fix. You need a whole redesign. Yeah, you've seen the homepage. Of course, you've seen the homepage of um, Disney Plus. It looks, yeah, yeah, it looks so nice. Nice, yeah. And, and and Apple TV Plus as well. It looks so slick and nice. Yeah, yeah. Netflix. You you're in the experience. You want to be there. You know, but you go down Amazon. You're like oh, exactly. And that, that's uh, that's the thing that um, these people need to understand is that yes, great content is a big part of the experience, but your interface also is crucial yeah it's so crucial it has to look it needs to be smooth yeah people need to love going on it i mm-hmm. do love the netflix interface yeah because it's great yeah it's smooth so smoothly yeah so please don't mess this up oh god <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know no if they mess it up do you know that's the end of i think if they mess it up that's probably the end of fantasy of because you th- yeah it's the, the, the thing is you're not wrong because since the Lord of the Rings movies nothing has come out as good as that since Game of Thrones yeah and even in that time that Game of Thrones was going on nothing got anywhere close to it yeah so this it's is a, a, it's a it's a too high a bar yeah and you saw the cast they've put together we w- reviewed that video two weeks ago yeah not the, the, all the crew yeah, yeah. The, yeah sorry the crew they've put the best of the best, best of the best together and they have invested a country's gdp in it it's crazy <laughs> so where can you go wrong so a lot you can go wrong in a lot of places exactly that's the so, thing so we just oh god I'm because so maybe you have too much money maybe yeah. you have too many cooks in the kitchen true true because but i like that the tolkien estate are still going but this is this what is, you have to do yeah this is where we draw the line yeah this or nothing i mean this show is just hitting the right beats so far you're hearing the right things the right people yeah. they're saying the right things you're just waiting to hear one bad it'll news be a while. yeah it'll you're be... waiting to hear the sackman director or something from what i've heard uh, it's going to come out in 2021 Th- take all the time you need yeah take all the time you need we are not rushing no you. rush for this just one just do it because i just want it to be good exactly just take all don't no rushing 
And I really hope, I don't know, I hope they film in New Zealand. I just, it's got that. They will. I think it, it, I think you almost have to. Did you, they have one billion dollars. Yeah. Like, they can film on Mars if they want to. That's <laughs> true. More to come. More to come on this show. Though. More to come about that. Yeah, we'll be talking about that for the years to come. And that is the news, ND. That is the end of it. So now we're going to go into the next segment of our show, and that is the trailer park. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. So again, not many trailers this week as yep. there has been in the last couple of weeks. Nevertheless, we kick off with Carnival Row. This is a new Amazon series starring Orlando Bloom and Cara Delevingne. And from what we saw, it was a fantasy, romance, gothic... Yeah. type of vibe mm-hmm. uh, looks like something Tim Burton would do yes it's got that sort of vibe to it same thing I said yeah yeah uh, yeah so for me visually it looks very nice I like the sort of setting of it and the visual effects are very very good for a TV show you can see it's p- been pumped a lot of money into the visual effects aspects so it's high production value I do like Orlando Bloom um, other than that the story it looks okay the whole series to me it just looks okay maybe I'll watch this at some point I'll get round to it for me I'm just not a fan of Cara Delevingne I've never been a fan of her and everything she's done I've just been like no not for me very much like um, Sophie Turner okay I've yeah. just ne- yeah I've just never clicked with that actress in her work uh, for me personally so that's the thing that's putting me off the show but what do you think of the trailer and the show well I, the trailer is is just the story looks very simple. It looks like stuff that has been done. They, all they just did was to, they added fairies and all of that. Uh, but it does look visually appealing. So I may watch it for the spectacle of it. I'm not going to learn much about how to tell a story or anything. It's just good. It's, it is what it is. It's got a good, decent cast. It has a decent cast. And, you know, it will, I, will, I probably will watch it. And I mean, Clara, I'm a fan of I'm a, Clara De, I'm, I'm Cara Delevingne. Cara Delevingne. I'm actually a fan of her. Like, Are you? yeah, everything she's done, I can understand. Is Sophie Turner? I've only seen her good in Game of Thrones. Like, so, but I like her. She was good in um, Valerian. Um, I, I keep forgetting that Valerian. Yeah, Valerian. You know, I, she was quite good there, and she's a decent actress. She's not terrible. She's not a terrible actress. Just, nah, not for me. Nah, I think she's terrible. Nah, she was just decent. Like, I saw her in that trailer. It wasn't bad. You could see she was doing the best with what she was given. Yeah, there's an element of that as well. Like, most of, like, most of the things she's been in that I've seen her in have also been kind of terrible. Yes, the right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She hasn't been given anything decent. Deep. No. Yeah. yeah. Maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe you're right. Maybe she's not a good actress, and that's the reason why. And this is the only level she can pick. That, with. that that that's just what I'm getting from yeah. anyway. So yeah, this one it's on my radar, but it's not a priority. Yeah, for me. S- same here. Same here. So this is called Carnival Row. Carnival Row, and it comes out Labor Day weekend. Uh, didn't say a specific date, but that is between August 30th and September 2nd. So that will mm-hmm. be on Amazon season yeah. one. Yeah. The next trailer is for Mary. And this is a new Gary Oldman movie. 
And it's a bit of a thriller horror, isn't it, Andy? Yeah, it's looked more horror than more anything horror, else. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah. really expect that. Uh, when I start watching the trailer, I thought, mm -hmm. oh, this is going to be a d um, emotional drama. I instantly mm -hmm. thought that. I just I just had this vision of like him and his wife and the boat. And and then obviously it turned and it's, it's, it's a simple story. Yeah. You know, the boat is haunted. Yeah. It's simple that's it, it, simple yeah, as they're that. Just, they're there in the middle of the ocean in a haunted boots. And uh, full stop. That's, that's it. it. But it looks fun. Yeah, it looks It looks good. like it's got a couple of good scares in there. Mm -hmm. And Gary Oldman is great. Gary Oldman, yeah. I thought it was going to be a storm. I thought they would be in the boat, then a storm would hit, then the film would be about how they overcame the storm. The storm being a metaphor for what was going on in their family. You know, because you see a family, a boat middle of ocean that's what the whole you put those three things together that's what the film should be about i was not expecting a horror film then they now go into imaginary friend and all that and it was like whoa so this is sort of a this is literally a haunted house movie that takes place in a boat it has the same beats and the same horror tropes as a haunted house movie the same way they tell the stories where you go into a room you try to turn on a light I knew as she was trying to turn on the light that the light would come on and there'd be a monster behind her. So I didn't see any new way of terrifying people. The only difference was it was on a boat mm -hmm. and we've got Gary Oldman on it. Yeah, I think that's the different thing about it. Like, I think overall we haven't seen many horror movies based in the sea. Yeah. We've seen some, but like maybe shark movies. Jaws. And, and yeah. Jaws, obviously. But I'm talking about like a straight-up horror demon type mm. of thing. I think it's really interesting that it takes place on a boat because you're playing with a couple of different fears now. You're, you've obviously got the entity which is evil and that's coming to kill you sort of thing. you also got the fact that you're on a boat. And they say it in the trailer, the thing about a boat is that there's nowhere to go to. Yeah. You are trapped. Exactly. Okay, so that is, that is, you know, that is a big fear, phobia. People have a sense of entrapment. Uh, the fear of being an open sea that you know there's people don't like that the the fear of not knowing what's underneath the ocean i think there's a lot to play with there mm -hmm. so i reckon it can be quite a fun horror like that yeah. we haven't quite seen before the sea so yeah I'm, I'm in for it i'm in for it yeah the sea gives you a feeling of hopelessness once you look left right everywhere it's just water you know you just feel very yeah very hopeless and very you know but this is good i mean i will see it this is out in in the theaters? Yes, comes out in the cinemas October 11th. The DC Universe Titans Season 2. We got our first teaser trailer of the season. And yeah, it's like I said, it's a teaser trailer. It was only about a minute long less, I believe. Quite action heavy, but everything in it looks great. We got Bruce Wayne. Yeah. With the Wayne Manor. Jorah Momo. Jorah. Um, we've got Superboy. We've got Crypto. And the reveal at the end... Deathstroke. Deathstroke. To me, that was that was yeah. yeah. That was the, that the was icing it. on the cake. That one. That was. Oh, I nearly like messed up your table. <laughs> I messed up this table when I saw it. I was like excited. Um, no, I'm. Um, first of all, Titans is a very good series. It is. I love it. I love it because it's rated R. Because if it wasn't rated R, it would have just been a CW show on Netflix. But it's rated R, and it's they did the best they could. Season one. They did the best they could with what they had. Like I said, uh, very similar to Swamp Thing, I found it was still trying to find its feet. 
the show mm-hmm. itself. I think season one in, of Titans, they knew what they were, but they just didn't have the budget for it. Mm-hmm. But they had some very talented people mm-hmm. in that season one. Yeah, so they pull, pushed it to do. They did the best that could have been done with what they had. But if you look at the trailer for season two, it looks like they've got a bit more money. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be better than season one. Yeah, I hope it is better than season one. Now, I like season one. There were a couple of things that bugged me that with the whole rated R stuff. Yeah. I, I like that it's rated R at times. Sometimes I thought it went too rated R for mm. no reason, for no sense of story. Like uh, mindless violence for the sake of violence, swearing for the sake of swearing. Like there was no... Like, why did you drop an F-bomb in there? There was no need to do that. So it was almost like trying to be edgy for the sake of being edgy. Yeah. And I don't like when they do that. I just like it to happen naturally, Mm -hmm. like Deadpool or something like that. Yeah. Saying that, there was a lot I did like about the show, though. If you're a DC fan, it's a very good show to watch because there's Easter eggs everywhere. Uh, And with this season two trailer with Crypto, Superboy, Deathstroke, this is everything for a DC fan. To, it just ticks the boxes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm excited to watch this. Yeah, I think you just hit the nail on the head why I love the show so much. It is a DC show. It just hit me. You know, I, mean, I really love Titans. Like, the first season was re- was was one of my best superhero shows I've seen. I loved it as much as I loved Jessica Jones or some. I really loved season one. So I was very happy season two. And it now makes sense. It's a DC show. And as you know, I'm a DC guy. So... It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but it's such a good... I I love it. It's a good show. Yeah, we'll be checking that out. Uh, So that drops on DC Universe September 6th for all you people out there in the States. However, for us in the UK, there's no date yet, but I would imagine a couple of months later, uh, they will be released on Netflix alongside Season 1. See, this is the problem, though, that we have to wait for this. I'm seriously considering going VPN. I'm just seriously considering subscribing for a VPN service and just doing this because I don't know what's up with that. Like, what are we not that are we not that important anymore? Like, you release something and we have to wait what six months before it comes to us yeah, in Europe. I mean, it's been out nearly over a year now. This the uh, DC Universe. Yeah. yeah, they've not even. Had, I mean, we're talking about these. Um, Disney Plus. They've not even told us how much we're gonna pay and all that. Well, like, we don't even know when it's coming to UK. Yeah. I hate feeling like an afterthought. I'm used to, you know, been getting it once it's out. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't quite work that way. So the next trailer is Running With The Devil. Uh, this is a movie starring Nicolas Cage and Lawrence Fishburne. And you had me with those two names alone. Simple. This looks like a crime drug scandal type of film. Where Lawrence Fishburne is the gangster, yep, and Nick Cage looks like the detective, I believe, reporter detective. He's the Breaking. I haven't seen Breaking Bad, but from what I heard, he's the Walter White. He's the Walter he's White. White. So he's mixed in with some shady people, but really, he's a good guy, sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, the trailer it looks awesome. It's very intense, action-packed. Um, towards the end, there you see Nick Cage doing his Nick Cage and getting crazy, mm-hmm. uh, but. Just for Nick Cage alone, I'm going to see this movie. It's Nick Cage. They they, they, they still have it, don't they? Yeah, they They still still have it. it. Lawrence Fishburne and Nick Cage. Once I saw the first shot of Fishburne was a back shot. Once I just saw his frame from behind, I knew Fishburne was him. And Lawrence Fishburne, you can't go wrong with him. You can't go wrong if you cast him properly. And like you say, Nick Cage. 
It's Nick Cage. It's Nick Cage. What more do you want? And he was doing that. He's doing the Nick Cage. Face off, Nick Cage thing and all of that. So he got there. You know, so I think he's working with some good directors that know where he excels. I think because this movie, throughout the trailer, you see Nick Cage sort of start normal. And as the trailer progresses, he's getting crazier. Yeah. He's getting more Nick Cage as the trailer goes on. Yeah. And that's what I want to see in the movie. So by the end of the movie, he's full Nick Cage yeah. and he's crazy. Yeah. Um, no, this is definitely cinema for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is cinema. I'm not waiting for DVD. No, because it, it's, it's Nick Cage. Yeah, that, that, Nick Cage, that, Lawrence that, Fishburne. What, what? I always say Nick Cage's movie in the cinema. That's like a rule for me. Yeah. So. No, you've not seen some terrible. He's done some really terrible. I've seen some bad ones, but, but it's <laughs> Nick Cage. <laughs> like, he's just him doing his thing. Dude, like. he's done some terrible movies. You would rather... Oh. You would rather give the money to some guy on the street. He's done some bad. Oh, dear. He's done some terrible. Oh, Nick Cage. But anyway, if you wanted to see that movie, that comes out September 20th. So only about a month. Well, just over a month away to go. And the final trailer is A Million Little Pieces. So this is a drama starring Aaron Taylor Johnson and directed by his wife, Sam Taylor Johnson. Uh, this... Yeah, it looks like a really heartfelt, sad, emotional drama. Y y y uh, can I surprise you? Go on then. I can't even remember this trailer. <laughs> you can't remember this I one? I can't even remember this trailer. Oh, it's the, the drug addict. Oh, yes. Yes. With Billy Bob Thornton, yes. I am so sorry. How did I forget that? I don't know how you did that one. <laughs> but yeah, so a million little pieces. It looks a story about this guy, drug addict who seems to be put in some sort of rehab or something. That's mm -hmm. what it looks like to yep. me. And he's trying to get better. And there's obviously this emotional through line through the story. And we get Billy Bob Thornton doing what he does best. So it looks like a nice film to you me. You know what this reminds me of? What's that? Legion. When he was in yeah, the Yeah, even not as, not as crazy. Not as crazy and gritty as weird. Not in any way comparable. The whole finding yourself in a rehabilitation center mm -hmm. kind of thing. There was a bit of that. I also say a bit of Patch Adams. I thought it was going to be a Patch Adams type of movie that he would go into rehab and just change things. But I think it's a bit deeper than that. So that brought me to Legion. And um, Billy Bob Thornton looks good in it. I like it when these old stars, these old timers come in and they just give classic performances it's just it's refreshing to mm -hmm. see that they still have it i'd like to see if this movie and now i don't know anything about the book but this movie is based on a book and apparently it's very controversial the book hmm. uh, apparently so i don't know the full details but oprah is against this movie and the book okay that means they may have done something bad to women in the book or, or some or yeah we or black people i don't know yeah i, I don't know the full story yeah if oprah is these are the things Oprah um, fights, know, against, fights yeah. against, you know. So if she's upset, Some, something's up in there. But yeah, they did say it was a very controversial book. So we shall see. Uh, not for the cinema, for me though. It does. It does look like a good film. So it look. It looks like a film you would put on on a Sunday afternoon when it's raining. Yeah, that's the type of film you're looking for there. And that is the trailer park. So like we said, not much trailers this week. But now we move into the next segment of the show, and that's what's coming. You could ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Some big stuff yep. coming this week. Yes. Arguably one of the biggest movies of the year. Now, it has <laughs> already come out in America. Yep. You would have seen some amazing and also controversial reviews about it. As expected. As expected from this man. And that is 
Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, starring Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Margot Robbie. To name a few, because there were well, a lot of names. And obviously stars. Al Pacino's Al Pacino, in there. Yeah. But yes, all you have to tell me is those names, and I'm there. I mean, just all you have to say Tarantino. is Tarantino. That's it. Yeah. Just say Tarantino, and I'm in the cinema, and I'm saying, where? You know, so definitely, definitely, definitely going to see it in the cinema. Mm. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Like, I'm going to like this movie. No, without a doubt, I'm probably going to like this movie. Mm-hmm. The question is, if not if I'm going to like this movie, is the question is, where do I rank it in my Tarantino films? Yeah. That's the question. Yeah, my only, op- my only skep, I hate, um, the only thing about it that I'm feeling uncomfortable with it is the whole Charlie Mays. I... Charles Manson. Charles Manson thing. I don't, I don't think they're going to go into that. I just hope they don't because if they do, I'm not going to be happy. I don't want to see that, mm-hmm. you know. I really don't think they're going to do that at all. Yeah. I, okay. th- I think they might mention it, but I don't think they're going to go into it. Yeah. No. Yeah, I just hope they don't because I don't want to see a film glorifying homicide, homicide or murder. Yeah. I, I don't want to see that. But everything else i heard there's a bruce lee cameo in it and bruce lee's daughter was upset he has a fight as well yeah and bruce lee's daughter was upset about it there is a lot of stuff that you would expect from tarantino movie yes he is a controversial director yeah no without a doubt yeah and we get a lot of that so this is a good movie i'm gonna see this 100 percent. and the other movie to see in theaters is good boys and that is theaters in yes in the theaters yeah uh Good boy. So that is the R-rated Stranger Things movie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Basically, that's what it four, is. Four kids on their bikes getting into all sorts of R-rated trouble. A story or a coming-of-age story in a way as they learn to live, go through puberty yeah. and, all, and discover girls and all sorts of stuff that comes with that. But this looks just like raunchy fun. Yeah. If Stranger Things was R-rated, this is what it would be. Yeah, without so that's the... Magic Without stuff. the monsters and Without stuff. Without the yeah. horror elements and stuff. But yeah, yeah, this is just a raunchy comedy. And this is a comedy for the summer, I think, for me. I, I like, I'm looking forward to seeing yeah. this one. Uh, we reviewed the trailer a few weeks ago yes. and we loved it. We yeah. loved it. We're so excited about it, wasn't it? You know, so it's definitely going to see this. It's a good week, actually. It is a good week. It's a strong week. Yeah. And to end that week... Mindhunter Season 2. Now, I still haven't seen Season 1. Don't worry, I will get on that. But I know plenty of people, including you, Andy, yeah. are very excited for Season 2 of Mindhunter. Very, very excited. This is like, watch it on the first day kind of thing. Come back from work on Friday. Bang, it's on till Sunday afternoon. Oh, yeah, you're not yeah. leaving the show. not leaving it till I have to record the podcast, but just watching it till it's over. You know, so that's it. It's a good. It's it's good. You need strong to, week. Yeah, strong week. You need to watch season one. I will. I'll, yeah. I'll probably do that this week coming as we go into season two. But that is the end of our show, guys. So, like I said, not much in the terms of big news compared to last couple of weeks. However, until then, Andy, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at underwatch at n d u a j. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sweaty Jake. And you can find Film 7 Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all major streaming services, as well as social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next week, guys. See you later.